Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Jerry Ewalt, Chief Marketing Officer of Restoration of America. Today, we are blessed to have Amanda Milius, the superb producer and director of one of the most important documentaries of our time, The Plot Against the President. The movie the liberals love to ignore is even more relevant today because some of the same villains are continuing to plot against Donald Trump. Well, Amanda, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me. It's good to be with you guys. Yeah, we're really excited to have you. And um, I, before we get into the documentary and all the great work that you've been doing, I want to know a little bit about who you are and your, a little bit of your background. Sure. Um, I, uh, well, I mean, most people who know who I am, I know that my dad was uh, a filmmaker um, in uh, the 70s and 80s, mostly. Um, he did Red Dawn, Apocalypse, he wrote Apocalypse Now. Um, he directed and wrote Conan the Barbarian, Red Dawn, Wind of the Lion. Um, basically, if you're a conservative in the least, uh, you are a fan of one of my dad's movies. He wrote Dirty Harry with the great Michael Cimino. Uh, and uh, so I started out being the child of like the only two conservatives in LA, perhaps, besides like I suppose the Eastwoods. But um, uh, yeah, so my mother also is a champion sporting class shooter and uh, I learned to shoot at a young age. And so my actual first entry into political issues, I guess, via them would be the Second Amendment. Um, that was something they were always, you know, both of them are were at some point on the board of the NRA and I think I was signed up as a life member before I got home from the hospital. Um, so we're, we're very pro second amendment in my family. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, but so I, I ended up, I, you know, worked in and around the film industry for years and the fashion industry, and then kind of, you know, had what some might say was an identity crisis and basically, you know, got super obsessed with politics as most people did around 20, more so because of the Trump element in 2015, because this was somebody who actually spoke to me as, and you know, really was more along the lines of where my family stood um, than any Bush Republican um, in 2015. And so I had just finished touring my short film, my thesis from USC Film School, which had actually done really well. I'd gotten into like 40 different film festivals. I was kind of on my way to do the normal movie director path. And I just was like so dismayed with Hollywood and so grossed out by it that I, I ran away and joined the Trump campaign and volunteered. And then, uh, you know, I moved to Nevada, lived in like a little hotel for a while and just worked for them. And then we won, and um, this is in 2016. And uh, I was then uh, asked to join the inaugural committee, which um, I think is where they kind of put people from the campaign that they're not quite sure. Like, you're like, you've never worked in politics before. Like, here, go go throw these parties. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I knew how to do that well. So uh, I then from there, I got hired at the State Department, where I worked for um, three years. I worked at the White House for six months. Um, and uh, then I left to make the movie, Plot Against the President, because I had access to people that nobody else had access to. And I saw the whole story um, from day one unfold in front of me. And I felt very confident in Lee Smith's version of events, which was the book the, the movie's based on. 
Yeah, so you, a bit of an outlier, you if you will, in the film industry. And uh, your, 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 your career took a little bit of a different trajectory than most uh, film uh, people do at that point. And, and we're glad it did. Uh, and your documentary, The Plot Against the President, absolutely fantastic. And we're going to show a clip of that documentary right now. The most powerful organs of the state are not merely corrupt, but that they've been weaponized to go after perceived domestic enemies. And that's very scary. Our constitutional democracy enshrines the peaceful transfer of power. We are now all rooting for his success. The peaceful transition of power is one of the hallmarks of our democracy. We don't live in the United States of America as is any of us would like to understand it. We have a peaceful transition of power process. That's not what happened. They interviewed General Flynn, and they did it in what was a complete ambush. I thought it's early enough. Let's just send a couple guys over. And the audience was, ha, 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 ha. How funny to set up an innocent man. This is what third world security states do. They spy on their political opponents like this. This is part of a concerted uh, Russian influence operation. Russian interference. They colluded. They were in on it. He would constantly say, I have seen evidence of collusion. Until this is released, I can't comment. I can't go into the particulars. Russians, I'm not going to be specific. As he knew he could just say it on TV and then hide behind, well, it's all classified. I can't get into it. Well, it's classified. You can't see it. Collusion. You just got to be willing to see it. New York's Daily News ran this front page, Trump is Hitler. How could 62 million Americans vote for Hitler? Are 62 million Americans Nazis? We really almost thought it was a joke. Like, really, you're not going to accept that you lost this election? Then they see the Russia collusion narrative sitting right there in front of them and say, why don't we just say that he cheated? It divided the country in ways that people can't imagine. It's inspired massive violence. It's given people who are bad faith actors a license to do whatever they want because they literally feel like they're fighting Russian spies and Nazis. Russiagate has been the most egregious abuse of everything that was supposed to have been good about our government. The thing that they were investigating the Trump campaign for is what they themselves were doing. So Amanda, when you watch that trailer, it, it is hard not hard to get drawn, to in, get drawn and in and want to learn more about, learn what's, more going about what's going on. It's So this is the biggest, one of the biggest scandals in American history and yet the establishment will refuse that it even exists. I mean, do, how do you process something like that? Um, well, I mean, there, we live in two different realities. Um, the question often is, do they know that they're lying or are they just trying to maintain power? I believe that they do know that they're lying and they are just trying to maintain power and control because of what we've seen since the movie came out. Um, the movie came out in 2020. It was the top documentary on Amazon for a year and a half, but of course the New York Times won't touch it, they won't review it. Uh, the closest we got to actually mainstream, fairly fair coverage was from The Hollywood Reporter, who uh, put the trailer out, and when they did put that trailer out, their site crashed. 
and that's how many people were interested in it. And this is not like putting it out on any old website. I mean, they play trailers for that is what that website does is they reveal trailers like that. That's like what they're built for. So um, obviously there's a huge amount of people in the United States that don't uh, are not enthused about Hollywood movies. And, and, and frankly, there's also the secondary need to tell the truth, which is what I and my company am concerned with mostly. Um, the, uh, the other issue and the reason that I think this movie speaks to people is because um, I do have a classical training in filmmaking. I do have um, a lifetime of working on films um, at different levels. And I'm not just somebody who um, picked up a book or found an issue that they cared about and decided that thus they were entitled to make a movie about it, which is why so many conservative movies kind of get that feeling like you're watching homework. Um, this movie actually feels like a spy thriller because uh, it's uh, it should it's a real life spy thriller and uh, I think that would led a lot to its success because it's entertaining from the moment it starts to the moment it ends there's not a boring moment in it um, so I yeah I just it's it's funny to see people admitting now things that we unveiled in 2020 I mean there's still nuggets of information in that movie that haven't been dealt with. Um, a lot of the stuff that we talk about with um, some sources that were not able to be uh, identified regarding what was going on in Libya. Um, all, the thing about this, this situation we find ourselves in in this country is that everything's linked. Um, plot, the, the Russiagate plot is not unrelated mm -hmm. to Benghazi and all the other horrific things that we've been lied about, lied to uh, uh, from, from the powers that be for so long. And it's certainly not unrelated to what happened afterwards in 2020 um, and what continues to happen every day. Um, so it's, it, it, that's why I tell people, you know, yeah, okay, it's about Russiagate, but really it's the blueprint for an operation. And once you see it, you can spot it everywhere. Well, I think that's amazing. You said I mean, it's it's you say it's entertaining, and and you could reclassify it maybe as a horror movie if you want. But it it wouldn't it wouldn't be entertaining if it, if it wasn't true, though. I mean, this is this is actually true, and it is horrific, right? What you're touching on, and what you're telling me right now is that this isn't going away. This is just the beginning. I mean, what we saw. In fact, I think we, we you refer to this as a, as a primer. This is a primer to RussiaGate. If you want to know about RussiaGate, you need to watch this documentary. And just, just so we're all clear, it's not going away. I mean, we're going to see this come back into the news cycle. I mean, we're currently seeing it, but it's going to keep coming back more often as we get closer and closer to the elections. Not only that, but um, it's not an accident that, the, you know, the president uh, tweeted when he was still on Twitter, the president tweeted uh, a link to the movie saying it was great, four stars, blah, 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 like a couple times during uh, 2020 and in 2021. Uh, until he was banned. Um, but like last week, right after the raid of Mar-a-Lago, mm -hmm. he retweeted it on Truth Social um, again. And I have to tell you that that's yes. not an accident. Yeah. There is a reason why it's incredibly important that people understand the ins and outs of Russiagate as what is about to unfold in the next weeks and months unfolds. It couldn't be more important to see it yeah. now if you haven't. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that you'll see when you watch the documentary is some of the, the key players 
and Russiagate in your documentary are the same people popping up right now in Mar-a-Lago with the raid. That's right. And uh, Cash Patel in particular just released a statement about how, I mean, you saw the affidavit associated with the uh, warrant for the raid of Mar-a-Lago. And the affidavit is like uh, like 80% redacted, but they leave Cash Patel's name out, which is a danger to his life and his uh, security, his family, et cetera. Uh, and that's not an accident either. Uh, and you get to know Cash Patel and his story extremely well in Plot Against the President. I would say, I would say if uh, Devin Nunes is the John Wayne of the movie, um, Cash Patel is kind of like the uh, the classic fiery sidekick, you know, who's like willing to crash through the window at the last minute and save the hero. And like, you know, he's he's just absolutely, uh, you know, the the the, the scene stealer of the movie. So, um, you know, if you haven't seen it, you have to watch it. If you have seen it, refresh your memory because all these names are about to come come out again. Well, I, I just went back and rewatched it, right? And and I realized that uh, so much of what you said was very, what I, I would say, prophetic and, and also a, a sign of what's going on right now. Uh, I have to ask, how many people have watched it, right? Because it's so important that people see what's going on and, and, and become awake to what's happening and, and see the truth. How many people have watched this documentary? Do you have numbers on that? Well, they grow every day. And the way that we receive numbers are usually about at least three months behind. So this recent uh, upsurge has been massive. So I don't even know what the what yeah. the numbers are yet yeah. on the newest sort of re-push of the movie, mm -hmm. especially with the president uh, tweeting it out and, and Cash Patel and people like that and Devin Nunes and everybody putting it out as much as yeah. possible. But I mean, it did stay at the top of Amazon for a year and a half with um, absolutely no traditional advertising and um, word of mouth and uh, shows like yours and all the other people who have supported it. And um, people watch it multiple times. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing is there, it's a very dense movie. It's exciting and it's thrilling and it's not like watching homework. But at right. the same time, there's so much information in it that like a lot of people are watching it again and they're like, oh, I remember this. Like, okay, now this is making even more sense. Like, mm -hmm. and it's, it's meant to be something that a Russiagate specialist can say, okay, yes, this is correct. This is like the correct timeline, all the correct information. But also somebody who, frankly, mom and dad America who don't have time to, you know, oh, yeah. figure out Russiagate in their free time when they're working two jobs, uh, uh, can watch it with the family in 90 minutes and become an expert. So that's the point. Well, you, and you're right on with that. It takes a while to kind of track all these things down. There's so many players, uh, so many bait and switches. People are moving in different directions. Like you said, it's a spy, it's like a spy movie. And so it's hard to follow that. And what you've done very well is you've put that together in one package that's, I, I'll say, easy to digest. And you will come away with really understanding what's going on and how this is the biggest scandal, at least in modern America, and what's going on currently. It's not over. This isn't something we've uncovered and we say, hey, let's never do this again. It's We're still in the middle of this movie, if you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying, when are you going to do Plot Against the President 2? Uh, when are we going to see the next part? And I'm saying we're living in it right now. Uh, so, I mean, that's a possibility. 
And uh, I do uh, have uh, plans. We, Lee Smith and I will be working together again uh, shortly. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's, uh, my, my company is in the middle of um, putting together an eight, doc, eight documentary slate. So we're about to be pumping out a lot of material. Uh, yeah. Not everything directed by me. Um, I'm more of a, I'll probably direct like one or two of them, but mm -hmm. I, uh, mm -hmm. I really produce more, which is weird because most people, everybody wants to direct. That's sort of a joke in Hollywood. Like what I really want to do is direct. Um, and I, I do enjoy it. I am classically trained for it, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I've noticed that it's almost a gift I can give to the movement to properly produce movies so they they stop putting out um, just random what I would call videos on YouTube that have no um, classic structure to them and are really hard to watch. So uh, I, uh, I want to I want to give give the movement a place where we can make quality material that's exciting and not uh, a homework assignment. So, so the plot against the president, that, that is a classic red pill, right? So I, I have to imagine you've had some really great conversations with, with friends in the film industry I, that, you know, typically have, have been a little bit leaning towards the left, we'll say. Uh, tell me about how some of those go. When they watch your movie, what is the reaction? Well, there's not a ton of people left from my old life in the film industry that still talk to me. Uh, I think it was me joining the Trump administration that uh, did that. So uh, I, I don't really care what most of them think. Um, I don't care what mainstream Hollywood thinks. However, I will say that the movie has red-pilled a lot of people. A lot of people write me and say, oh, I just showed this to my wife or my girlfriend or my neighbor or my whoever that didn't really understand Russiagate and didn't really believe in it. And, um, or they think that Trump is bad or whatever it is. And really all it takes is watching this movie one time and people's brains get just totally um, opened up to the reality of things. Uh, which is one of the nicer uh, things I've been able to do is, um, you know, get people to start thinking about what the media is telling them in a different way and and ask questions like, where is this information coming from? Because basically, I mean, we've had a country that's been under the spell of the media for, you know, uh, 40 years. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. the media is, except for independent media, really just the comms department of the intelligence community. So. Americans need to know that uh, as they digest information about what's happening every day. So it's a reason why this movie is really important. Um, movies like Hoaxed uh, by uh, Mike Cernovich mm -hmm. and uh, Scooter Downey and John DeTwat are really important. Um, it's uh, movies, I, all, you know, there's, there, I'm not the first person to make uh, either what you could call right wing or dissident um, Sure. film sure. uh you know lauren southern's been doing a lot of this stuff very bravely from a very young age for a long time um and a lot of the different directors i've been talking about the thing that's great about this is now we have so many like more of us right like that's an industry i'm i'm always supportive of more voices not less i think um for a long time conservatives have only had one filmmaker to look to for every four years making a movie mm -hmm. that they might agree with um even if it lacks any um uh, cinematic um, taste or style. Uh, so now at least we're opening it up to a new generation of filmmakers that uh, will have um, an industry to compete with. It's not just one company, it needs to be many companies. So 
I'm looking forward to working with a lot of the uh, up and coming yeah. dissident yeah. directors and making really uh, free, free from the chains of Hollywood uh, new content. No, we're here at Restoration America. We're we're big fans of the documentary, but I, I think what I'm more excited about is that you're doing a lot more. I heard eight more. You're opening up to a lot more people because that's what we need, right? We need people getting the word out, getting the truth out, because uh, you know this might be oversaid, but I, I don't actually. I don't think you can oversay it. But we're in a very dangerous time in our country right now. We need to get that truth out immediately. It couldn't be more dangerous. And one of the things I point to recently is everyone and their mom, which is which is great. I this is a good thing because people are getting it now. They're referring to the weaponization of um, our institutions. The first time I heard that phrase was in this movie by Michael Anton, um, and he is like the. I mean, he he almost gets annoyed when you call him a prophet, which is what a lot of us call him because he's been right about so much. Yeah. But he says that what he does is he's just paying attention to what's happening around him and um, and takes the left at their word and takes the Democratic Party at their word and thus is able to predict a lot of things that um, yeah. happen. And I think that that's uh, that's one of the things in this movie that you really you will not come away from this movie having a whole bunch of faith in the current state of our yeah. institution. And that is that's the point. Um, we are at an absolute tipping point. Our yeah. institutions are completely, especially the security state, is completely and totally corrupt and fake and does basically exist to persecute its domestic enemies. And the sooner people realize that and get over this like Hannity line of like, oh, the rank and file at the intel community or at the FBI or whatever, they're fine. No, they're not. They're, yeah. There's there's State Department, every, what I saw while I was in the administration, everything that's displayed in this movie, things are not okay. So uh, it's, it's time to wake up to that fact. And if this movie helps make that happen, then uh, all the better. Yeah, no, I remember um, when, when COVID hit, we'd see a sign, I, there was a sign outside uh, in our neighborhood and it would say, you know, everything's gonna be okay. And I remember thinking like, no, it's not gonna be okay. We need to wake up and understand what is going on. So Amanda, I, I'm just so grateful again for, for the work that you're doing and how you're helping other people get the truth out and the word. And um, we're just so grateful to have you on your show and hey, keep up the great work, thank you. Thank you for having me and thanks for spreading the word. Well, all right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning, in your inbox, always free. Subscribe by texting FIRST RIGHT to 30161. That's FIRST RIGHT, all caps, one word, to 30161.